Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, we've got kind of a crazy deal going today. Our audio's kind of messed up. We're not really sure why because I don't know enough about the program to matter. So we're sharing a mic. So if it sounds a little bit different today, welcome to our world and our week. It's been kind of one of those weeks. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a tough week and, you know, there's a lot of things going on that, that weigh things down and, and affect you and make you currently and in the past. And sometimes it's hard to see the, the blurriness in the middle. Um, it gets kind of overwhelming at times. Uh, it gets, um, sometimes where you can't deal with it or your head's so busy you can't hear God. And I ran into one of those this week. Um, you know, a, a lot of this comes from our past, and and I've got uh, PTSD through a situation where a friend committed suicide, and I was the one that found him. And uh, then a lot of trauma just in, in general terms. Um and then on top of that, I've uh, been re- recently diagnosed with prostate cancer and I got surgery coming up. So that's weighing on me. And, you know, a lot of times when when your head gets full, it seems very chaotic because it's like many tornadoes in your head and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and there is something you can do about it, but at the time it doesn't feel like it. And then... I punctured a hole in our pool liner and that sent me in a tizzy. And, and the thing is, you know, a lot of times when for me, I don't know about for you, but for me, when I have a, I wasn't angry. I was angry at myself. I wasn't angry at anyone else. And when I'm really pissed at myself and what I've done, um, you know, it comes flooding forward. Um, and what I mean by that is everything that's happened in the past that's unresolved, even whether it be days, weeks, months, years, decades, um, comes flooding out and it's not always controllable. It is controllable, but at the time when your head's spinning and one of the tricks I use that helps a lot is yesterday after, I mean, I was wound tighter than a string. And, you know, and then once I get into that point, then I get to micro and everything and really paying attention to the really minute details of things that don't add up. And it it creates a mess in my head. But anyway, uh, a good friend of mine, Joe, I called him and was talking to him and he let me just vent. Um. And, and you think, well, what, what's that really help? Cause he didn't give any solutions. It, for me, it's about getting it out. It's not the point I need any answers. It's just let me go and say anything. I, whatever I feel I say. And then after about 45 minutes or an hour, then really after about 15 minutes, I start calming down after 30 minutes, it starts getting clearer after 45 minutes you can start to hear God again. And I think, you know, people do not give credit that there has to be room in your head for God, for God to be there. And for me, I have found that extremely true that when my head is full, there's not a lot of room for God. And I can't really hear him because of all the noise. 
and you know, I, I mean, I may be the only one in the world that this happens to, but it happens to me. And what I've found is having good friends that you can just vent to. You don't really need solutions. You're not asking for them to fix it. You're not asking for, give me your advice. You're really just saying, let me dump this load. Um, and then once you do, it's amazing how well you feel. Well, and I would agree with that wholeheartedly because, you know, we've talked in the past about when we went to a counselor, um, you know, how just getting out um, what's laying on your heart or what's in your head or the the story you tell yourself is so crucial because, um, like you said, when it's full of self and what's going on and circumstances and all of that stuff, then there really isn't room for God. And like David said, you can agree to disagree or whatever, but, um, you know, God can work in any situation. We're not saying that. We're just saying that when we have allowed ourselves to fill our own minds and hearts with the gunk of the world or the circumstances of what we're dealing with, then sometimes we just get overwhelmed and, you know, we either blame God or we um, ignore him or we don't listen to his still small voice. Um, and we certainly don't take the time to maybe spend with him that we need to because we're so busy trying to fix or deal with the situation. And uh, so I think, too, having a friend is or somebody that you can just spew on is crucial and it's amazing and you know we had a divine appointment I had a divine appointment yesterday with a good friend of mine I don't see her very often um, but the couple times that we do get together for a, any length of time um, we just pour into each other words of encouragement and wisdom and you know I think she was um God sent her yesterday. It was, like I said, kind of a fluke that she even had to come over to our office. And so I think God just sent her to to really speak life into me. And I so needed that because we were dealing with a bunch of, you know, s stuff. And so, um, and I feel like every week we come on here and we're, we got junk to deal with. And for the most part, that's true because it's just life. Life happens every single day. And, um, usually we have some good days between Wednesdays. Um, but it just seems to build up on Wednesdays. And so you guys get to hear the majority of our junk, but, um, you know, yesterday I was just really, really deflated, um, and defeated. I felt exhausted, um, mentally and spiritually and just, the only option that I really had was to just surrender um, the day to God because I could not go through the day and I and I did not function great um, because my mind was elsewhere, but um, just allowing him to comfort me, I guess, through the day and sending um, a great spiritual, warrior for lack of a better word when I needed her um and so it was just the the thing is you know we all have storms in our life and 
the most important way to get through them is to rely on Jesus. Whatever that may look like for you, it's not a necessarily a constant um, conversation, although it should be and would be great, but you still have to function through your day. But just being mindful that his spirit is with you and he is our only hope. You know, I remember telling David yesterday when we were sort of kind of discussing things, yelling at each other of, you know, we've got to change the script in our head sometimes of beating ourselves up or telling ourselves negative things. And well, how do we do that? Well, for me, it's being in God's word and reminding myself that I am a child of God and that I am a princess because I'm the child of the king and, you know, different things like that. But what other choice do we have other than to turn to him and maybe be in the scripture more or whatever the case may be? Because life is hard enough with him in it. If we don't lean more heavenly on him, it's only going to get harder. So my question is, what choice, what other choice do you have in dealing with stress and difficulties and issues, some big issues, whether it be death or illness or whatever, other than relying on God? Yeah, no, you bring up some very valid points. And, you know, the thing is, for me, uh, when my head gets full, there there is no room for God. I, there truly isn't. I, I listen to a lot of scripture driving down the road. I listen to a lot of pastors preaching um, because I can get them on podcasts, and I'd rather listen to that than music. And when I'm in those stages, I can't even hardly listen to anything. And so everyone is different. And, and I guess... You're right. Uh, we do dump a lot on Wednesdays. Um, but my thinking, and maybe I'm wrong, but my thinking is, number one, you need to know you're not alone in these situations of whatever you're going through. Number two, you need to see how God can come through with whether it's a divine appointment and someone shows up, <clears throat> or maybe it's just a technique of how to get through something. Um, what's worked for us because you need to know life is messy everywhere. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, whether you got no kids, a ton of kids, it makes no difference. Life's messy. And, you know, with this whole economic thing and running out of formula and doing all the shortages and, you know, there are people that are truly freaking out. Um, from everything, the world's coming to an end to, you know, there's going to be a revolution. I mean, you name it, it's, it's happening. So I guess our encouragement during this number one is to understand that we all have problems. Um, our all, all of our lives suck at some point in time or another. What do you do with it? What is some tools and tips to get through it? Like Susan said, she can read the word. There's things that, you know, she's a princess of the king. There, there's things that work for her that don't work for me. Um, you know, and and thank goodness for Joe because Joe Joe was just a listener yesterday, and and uh, I did spew greatly all over him. I like said if it comes across my frontal lobe, I say it, and and what that does is it number one quiets my head so I can hear God. And uh, that's really because of my past. 
Um, my question is, what's your past? What is your trip or your trigger other than alcohol, drugs, food, gambling, the whole list of addictive things? What is your relief point? Um, mine for decades was alcohol. Um, you know, it's not that I don't drink at all, but it's, it's definitely completely different now than it's been in the past. Um, it's, it's just the occasional and, um, you know, the last two nights I didn't have anything during all of this chaos. So it's, you know, I, I think sometimes you got to realize that, um, you do need friends and that is something I've never really had someone I could spew on, um, for really a lot of years. Well, and a couple of things that my friend spoke into me yesterday, which I thought were like the light bulb came on and it was like a aha moment. Um, you know, I was sharing with her that I pray that God would show me how I can help David or how I can speak to him differently or how I can um, just be a better wife to help support him through some of the things he's going through. And she said, maybe you just need to give him to God instead of trying to fix him yourself. And it's not that I was necessarily trying to fix him. I was just trying to fix myself to be a better whatever so that I wasn't a source of his stress and frustration. Um, but I have never really, I don't think, said, God, he's yours to do with, you know, help heal his mind, help heal his brokenness, help heal the thoughts that are in his head, because I can't fix that. I can't make it better. I can't necessarily do anything to ease that discomfort or whatever, because it's a mental thing. And I am far, uh, the furthest thing from a psychologist, counselor, whatever. And so, you know, as simple as that sounds, it was like, ah, I'm trying to change how I can interact with him. And I'm not saying that there's not some room for improvement there, but let God heal his brokenness. Um, instead of me trying to heal my brokenness to heal his brokenness, if that makes sense. And so um, it was just kind of like a huge aha moment. And then she also said, um, because my childhood, from all accounts and purposes, was a pretty good childhood. I did not have a lot of trauma or drama um, growing up. Yes, there were some things that happened that may or may not have affected who I am today. I'm sure they did, but nothing, you know, I was not mentally necessarily abused, physically abused, sexually abused, any of those things. Thank the Lord. And so I, I can't relate to what David is going through. I can't understand why he can't just get over something. You know, why is tearing the liner in the pool such a huge thing? Um, and, and I, 
you know, I'm like, okay, well, it just so we don't have the pool this summer. It's not the end of the world. Let's move on. Da da da. Um, but that really wasn't the underlying thing. It was all the other stuff that's going on inside of his head that I don't understand that that incident with the pool happened and it just brought out the anger and the stress and the difficulties of all the other things that he's dealing with. And so she's like, I was abused as a child. So there's things that trigger those emotions and you can't just turn them off. You can't just suck it up buttercup and move on. Um, And so that made me realize, you know, okay, then maybe I don't understand. And I knew I didn't understand. Like, I don't get why he can't just suck it up, buttercup. Um, But it's not just that easy because there's some underlying things that him and God need to work out that go again back to God needs to fix those things because I can't relate and I don't understand. And so it's just, it was such a huge blessing for her to show up and speak life into me. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, uh, I I think, you know, through all of this, and we all live in different areas, you know, it's a, I've said this before, when we were at our deepest, worst problems 10 years ago, um, I'm like, God, she's your problem. Good luck. You know, and, and just because you see something doesn't mean you need to open your mouth. And I, you know, and I think um, with what's going on in both of our lives, Susan losing her third sibling. I mean, there's, there's a lot there that I can't relate to her about. I have no idea. I haven't lost any siblings. I've only lost my mother. And she has her mother. So it's it's not even a thing. Sometimes we get to the point where we feel like, yeah, we're not trying to fix them, but we really kind of are. We're, we're, we're giving them great advice on how to get over it. And if you've never walked the road, you have no idea what the road looks like. You, you don't even have a, a inkling of what the road looks like. And and she brings up a great point. And that's honestly how we got through all of our struggles in the beginning, or I got through them was, God, she's yours. Good luck. You two work it out. Not my problem. I can't, I have enough of my own problems that I need to work on. And so I think sometimes we, as spouses, as friends, as acquaintances, we want to help them which sounds like helping in the beginning really kind of turns into fixing. And then from fixing, we go to, I just don't understand why they can't dot, dot, dot judging, judging, you know, and, and really, you know, uh, probably, probably the best question that you can ask your spouse in any of these situations is simply number one, pray for them and, and give them to God and, and God's going to have to heal them, work through it, handle them on their own. But number two is, is there anything I can do to help you right now? If they say no, be okay with that. If they say whatever, 
you know, I need, I just need to vent, give me some time, give me some space because when you're married, you're not looking to wound the other one, but we do regularly in a marriage and that's not the intent, but sometimes the question's just not asked of what do you need from me at this moment? Nothing. Love them, hug on them, say, you know what? I still love you because sometimes it's, it's the loneliness that comes out. I was reading an article. If you scan Facebook a lot or social media, if you do this, if you do this, it can be a sign of loneliness. So sometimes it's just a true heartfelt hug. I love you like the day we got married and you walk away and let them work it out because sometimes you just need that anchor or that grounding to know that someone's there and loves you. Well, and a thought I just had is sometimes you have to hug them and tell them that you love them even when you aren't feeling it right then. Right. Yeah. You know, like yesterday I was I felt so defeated just because of a conversation that we had that morning and it just without going into detail, you know, just caught me off guard one first thing in the morning and I didn't get my quiet time and just a whole thing of, you know, I had this expectation of what the morning was going to look like and then it was the complete opposite. So like I wasn't feeling like I wanted to hug him and I wasn't feeling like I wasn't, it's not that I was angry or upset with him. I was just done. Like I was just exhausted mentally, spiritually, physically, just drained. And those are the times that I myself should have sucked it up and knew that he was going through whatever and, and hugged him and told him I loved him, even though I didn't feel it. Now I can tell you that I didn't do that. Um, I just went with the, I don't want to, I'm not feeling it right now. And that is not the, the right, necessarily the right response. Um, and so it's one of those things that, um, we're in this together. Right. And first of all, you have to make that choice. You have to make the choice that you're in it together and that you're going to stick it out no matter what, because life is messy. And I'm here to tell you, if you guys cannot feel the darkness that is out in the world, then you are not paying attention. So life is messy and there's a lot of darkness going on in the world and life is throwing us all a lot of challenges right now. The end times hopefully are near and Jesus is hopefully coming back very soon. So how are you going to live your life until he gets here? Because you guys have got to come together as a unit to fight against the world because the world is going to try to tear you apart. There's enough darkness and stress and um, economy and prices and things coming at us that we don't need, you know, even if we had a perfect marriage, those things that life are throwing at us right now are going to put a burden on it. And none of us have a perfect marriage. So, you got to determine that you're going to stick it out and you're going to fight it together. And then you suck it up and you determine that I love you regardless if you're being a complete jerk or regardless if you're being a complete whatever. I don't want to say an ugly word, but you know where I'm going. Um, 
I'm still going to love you through it because life is hard enough. And you guys made the decision to get married. We made the decision to get married. We're 28 years in and it has not been easy. It's not been fun all the time, but we decided to stick together, you know, and yesterday I wanted to tell him, you're not going to push me away. I'm in for the long haul. I don't like you right now. I don't like how you're acting, but I'm in. So we can either figure this out or um, there is no other option. But you've got to rely on God to help you through that. And he's given me that heart to stick it out. And he can give you that heart as well. Because uh, the easy thing to do is leave. You know, the easy thing to do is throw in the towel and to say, I'm done. I don't want this anymore. Well, I can tell you on the other side of divorce, on the other side of separation, is a life that is a lot harder. So we just all have to suck it up, rely on God, and agree to get through it and hug each other and love each other even when you don't feel like it. Well, and I think you you hit on another great point, um, expectations. When, when we have something that we expect, whether it be in your day at work, whether it be first thing in the morning, doesn't matter when, but you expect this to happen and it doesn't happen, everybody reacts differently. Um, some shut down. Some get explosive, some do this. Susan's MO is to shut down. That That is where she goes. And so it's one of those things that, you know, when when life happens, it, it's you're not your expectation. You didn't expect this to happen. It does throw you in a tizzy, and a lot of that is about control. It's all about you want to control your day instead of relying on God to control your day. Be willing to just rely on him, even though it's not what you envisioned in your head. Um, Because we all do it. I don't care who you are. You have expectations of the day. Some people can adjust very quickly if it doesn't go as expected. Some of us not so well. And who are you? I mean, that, that's really the conversation in this because you can't fix your spouse. That's a fact. You, all you can do is be there to support them. And, you know, it's, um, you know, for me, you know, Susan asked yesterday, what do I need to change? I know well enough that I don't want to give her a list. Because it's not a good list in the sense of it won't really make me happy. It really won't change the situation and it won't help her. That's why I refuse to give her a list because it's about me. I need to figure this out, number one. But number two, um, you know, I I think posing the question, what can I do to help you right now? Because I love you and I want to help you through this. You know, I think back even when Susan's sister passed away, you know, I never said that. I don't know that she she would have always said nothing, but it's not the point. It's the point that you're willing to say, is there something I can do for you right now to help this? And I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in our head of what we expect and what we want and the way it should go that we really discount who the other person is and assume that, well, they've been this way for a while. They should be this way tomorrow. And that's not always the case. And so, I, you know, we really want to encourage you that really 
you know, one of the things that hit me when she was talking, I say to guys a lot, if you're not getting out of your spouse what you want, it's usually because you're a mirror. He, he or she is a mirror of what you're giving them. Regardless what you think, their need may not be being met. Their love language may not be being met. You know, there, there may be something on your side that you're not seeing. So, I mean, again, a lot of times it's asking the right question, not asking questions in general. It's asking the right question. So we want to encourage you, if you're going through war right now, um, whether it be in your head or with your spouse, or we hope today, you know, maybe this gives you a little light to try some new things and figure out who you are. Oh, Susan leaned forward like she was getting ready to say something. So, <laughs> I had nothing else. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we love you guys. Please share this podcast. Uh, we do this to help people and let them know they're not alone and there are choices out there to help work through them. Have a great week.